Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hello there. So glad to have you back with me again. And if you're new to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You know that on this podcast, we talk about moving forward what matters most. And as a productivity coach, I'm helping people with the clutter oftentimes in their brains and maybe some of the physical clutter that's related to their work and what needs to get done in their lives and their work. And sometimes there's a lot more clutter than that in your physical space all around. It doesn't have to just be your office. It can be everywhere. And I don't know about you, but when things get too cluttery for me, it makes me feel scattered when the stuff around me is scattered. So I was thinking that with the holidays having just happened when this episode comes out, you might have a little more stuff lying around. And that is exactly why I invited today's guest onto the podcast. Crystal Lockwood is the founder of Motherhood Simplified. She is a mother who teaches other moms how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. She has been able to create simple and sustainable business while raising five kids, two of whom were born while she was starting this business. She has a decluttering community of over 50,000 members, and her podcast, Motherhood Simplified, has over 400,000 downloads. So... If you are looking to do a little bit of decluttering of your physical space, this is the episode for you, whether you are a mom or not. And even if you don't think you're ready to declutter, this is still a great episode to download into your brain right now so that when the time comes, you are ready to rock it. All right, let's jump in and talk with Krista. Hey, Krista, I am so glad you're here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on and to get a little bit of time with your people. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, we were talking before uh, we started recording and I was saying, it's like, it's just really important to me that I can connect my people with resources that are going to be really relevant and helpful. And that's you. You're, you're really important. Like the work you're doing is important to help people have the peace of mind and be able to navigate life that they, the way they want to. Cause I'm, I want people to have a life they enjoy, right? You know, it's like, yeah, there's going to be hard times, but how can we have the things in place that, you know, make our lives joyful and, and fulfilling? So I'm curious though, like, I I always love to hear people's stories is like, how did you get from, from here to there? Like, how did you get here to helping, helping with decluttering and helping moms in this way or families really you're helping families in this way? Yeah. Families. Yeah. So I, I generally speak through the lens of motherhood because I am a mom, but really it is helping families. And I've been leaning into that message as I get more people who are like, well, what about the dads? Like, what about my husband? I'm like, okay, we can, we can, it is a family thing. But short story is um, my husband and I are from Alaska. We had three kids um, in 2013, and we decided to move from Alaska to Florida. And wait, what? (laughs) That is quite the like, not just like, (laughs) just uh, like when I'm picturing a map, I'm like, whoa, but also just climate and (laughs) environment. Like, where, what led to that change? 
just looking for different opportunities. There's only so much you can do in Alaska. Yeah. But yeah, it was culture shock. It was climate shock. It was all of the things. And prior to that, living in Alaska, you know, it's the only place we had lived. We had accumulated a lot of stuff. And so Mm. my experience as a mother, I thought was just like a normal, I'm always overwhelmed. I'm always behind. I'm never going to get ahead. Like these messes are always going to be here. I'm never Mm going to have time. I'm never going to have energy. And then we moved from Alaska to Florida, just logistically, financially, it was more affordable to get rid of everything and Mm. start over in Florida. Whoa. Yeah. Other than fit into one of our suitcases. That is... Which was crazy. I don't recommend it. <laughs> that's big. That's big. It's like huge. That's like, I'm going to just erase the whole chalkboard. <laughs> and yes. I have my chalk and my eraser. And now what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that is what we did. And when we got to Florida, like my day-to-day life got so simple and so easy. Like I could go to work, come home at the end of the day and spend time with my family and not feel like I was behind. Like I didn't feel like I was behind on laundry or dishes or, you know, I didn't feel like I was nagging my family. I wasn't feeling like nobody ever helps me clean up anymore because everything was just taken care of. And it even, it made everything else easier. It made mm-hmm. grocery shopping easier. It made budgeting easier. It made doing things for myself easier. Everything else just got really easy. And at that time I was a, I was a young mom. I was like 24. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that decluttering was a thing. I didn't know it was something that people did on purpose. And so we lived that way and reaccumulated more stuff over several years until I had another baby in 2017. And I was a part of a due date group, mm-hmm. which is where everybody's pregnant at the same time. Whoa. We were, all, Yeah, it was fun. It was online, like a Facebook group. And we had our babies and all of these moms are saying the same thing of like, is anybody else like drowning in their messes? And feeling like they can never get caught up, like feeling like there's not enough time in the day. No matter how much you do, it feels like you're never getting anything done. And of course, the majority of the moms are like, yes, yes, yes. Like, this is me. This is my life. Like, it never ends. I'm never going to get caught up. You know, maybe I'll have time for myself when the kids are grown. And we started doing this thing called house tours, which is kind of like, we called it like a spinoff of like MTV Cribs, except for it was just, <laughs> yeah, we would like go live inside of the group. And with babies, show- you could really like show an actual crib too. So, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was so much fun branding with, with the MS TV Cribs, Motherhood Simplified <laughs> TV Cribs. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So everyone's showing their houses, right? Like these pretty average mom life experience of like laundry piles on the couch and when it got to be my turn, they're like, um, wait a second. Like, how do you have a baby? Like, we all agreed that we wouldn't clean up our houses and like stage the house. <laughs> and I hadn't staged it. It was just that it was so different from everybody mm-hmm. else's. And I started to kind of piece together of like, oh, like my life got easy when we got to Florida and we didn't have all this stuff to deal with. I have accumulated more, but not so much that it's overwhelming on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Do you want me to show you how to do it? And they're like, please, like, show us how to do it because we want to have enough stuff to meet our needs, right? As a family, but not so much that we feel like it's taking over every area of our life. And so that's how I got here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is, I, so I didn't know that first part of your story, right? Like I didn't know the part about the move and kind of the big cleanse in a way. And it's, I don't have kids all of my friends have kids, like all my close friends have kids. And I get to be like the pseudo auntie to all their kids. And my sister and her wife have two kids and I'm get to be actual auntie, you know, with them. And so I do watch, I have watched the accumulation 
happen, right? And it makes sense, you know, like you you need things for the kids and you need things for yourself and stuff like that. But it can kind of be, it can kind of just happen and sneak up on you. And even if you don't have kids, that happens, right? We just accumulate in life and not really pay attention to whether or not those objects are are really serving us or making us happy. So yeah. it's it's just it's interesting to think about being intentional about decluttering because I feel like people oftentimes are doing it at kind of like all of a sudden it's just too much because you said earlier you thought the overwhelm like oh this is just normal yeah like being overwhelmed having too much to do like this is just what needs this is what it's like to be a mom this is how it's going to be from now on and now it seems like you've shown that to be different or at least that the stuff doesn't have to be overwhelming right yeah yeah and that's that's really what I, I teach people is like you're it's so essential to simplify your home and your stuff and I think that's the simplest place to start because everything else in your life is so complicated, right? Like mm-hmm. raising kids is complicated. Relationships are complicated. Like figuring out your finances and how to stay like mentally and emotionally healthy is kind of complicated. Like, yeah. Remove- yeah, there's nuance to everything. Yeah. That way. Yeah. And the, there's things that can be simpler than we make them. Yes, exactly. Like simplify, like get rid of the things that just aren't essential simplify the things that you can simplify and keep the things that you want to keep. Like, and another thing is like a lot of moms, they love, especially like holiday time. They love to like do the decor. They love to do the holiday baking and stuff. And I'm like, simplify everything else then like simplify Mm -hmm. toys so that you have time and space and energy to decorate or to Mm -hmm. bake together. Um, It's not that you have to have nothing and like live a boring life. It's that you want to create space for those things that really fill you up. And you enjoy. Yeah. So you wouldn't call yourself a minimalist, right? No, I actually say I teach moms how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. Because <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with minimal, like for people that that works for, that's great. Yeah. But that can kind of be the extreme that people aspire to. They think mm-hmm. like decluttering has to mean minimalism because I think people can kind of just jump to like an extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I was like motherhood simplified. There's a lot of people out there that would, I think they call me a minimalist, but I've met so many moms who are like, I want to be able to travel, but I feel like I can't because like, I can't even get through my day-to-day life. Like, how am I supposed to do anything extra? Like, how am I supposed to travel if I feel like I can't even get on top of my stuff that I have happening regularly? How am I mm-hmm. supposed to create things? You know, like I created a business. Yeah. Lots of moms want to do that. And they're like, how am yeah. I supposed to do that when I can't even keep up on the laundry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, simplify, simplify, yeah. simplify. Yes. So I was going to ask you originally, like, you know, why does decluttering matter? But I think it's like, why does decluttering and simplification, why do these things matter then? I, I think you're already kind of touching on all of it, but I want to make sure I have that out there as like a solid <laughs> question to you and, and hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think it matters because kind of like you said earlier, you're like, we accumulate all this stuff, not even parents. Parents just is like a an accelerator for accumulation. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of us, we just accumulate and accumulate. We accumulate stuff. We accumulate obligations. We accumulate like thoughts and feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and all of these things. And like I said, I didn't even know decluttering, like in 2013, I don't even think I know that decluttering was a word. I didn't Mm -hmm. even know it was a practice. It just wasn't even in my vocabulary. Things that were in my vocabulary were like, get organized, right? Mm -hmm. Get a planner, like those types of things, like just do a meal plan, just stick to a budget. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I was trying all of those things. 
I was trying to implement chore charts with my family. I was trying to buy more organizational bins and units. And it was just a losing battle because I had way too much stuff to organize. Like there is no solution for organizing too much stuff. There is no storage solution if you have too much stuff. There is no chore chart or planner or whatever, like productivity software that will adequately support you in doing too much stuff. Like yes. you have oh. to declutter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I think that's why decluttering is essential. And just to be really explicit, like decluttering is getting rid of something from your possession for good, like getting it out of your house for good, you know, cutting off obligations for, you know, saying for good, it doesn't have to be for good for like obligations, you know, maybe you're like, it's just not right now, but it's to get rid of something for good. It's not to reconfigure it. It's not to store it for later. It's to really get rid of it so that you have an amount of stuff that you can actually manage, an amount of stuff you can organize, systematize, process, mm-hmm. delegate, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of those things. Well, and I, I love that getting rid of something for good, you know, that for good part can mean for good, like for always, but it could also mean for good, like for the betterment of you and your mm-hmm. life. You know what I mean? Like it, it comes to, you know, does this thing add goodness to your life? And if it doesn't, can you let it go? Can yeah. you move it along, you know, to somebody else? Can you throw it away? Can it be whatever? I love mm-hmm. that. I love that thought of getting rid of something for good in, yeah. in both versions or both ways that you could take that, that phrasing. I like that you, I've never thought of that way either, but like getting rid of it for good. Like, mm-hmm. so you get like, you can do better things, like mm-hmm. more enjoyable things. So yeah, yeah for the good that. of you, for the good of your family, for the good of all those things. So when it comes to decluttering, like, what do you see as the biggest roadblock for most people? Like, what is it that gets in their way the most? Okay. So on the same topic of like decluttering for good, like Uh that would be like for finality. That would be, I think the thing that is hardest for people is they think that when they're getting rid of something, they're worried about the thing that I see the most often is like, well, what if I need it? Or Mm. what if I get rid of it and then I can't get it again? Or what if I get it? Or what if I get rid of it and I don't have the money to replace it? Mm -hmm. where I get rid of it and I regret it. So I would say that like the what if mentality, like the worrisome mentality is the biggest hurdle Mm -hmm. for people. And that's understandable because we live in a society that, you know, we're surrounded by stuff. We get used to being surrounded by a lot of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. when we walk into stores, we see clothes everywhere. Even at grocery stores, we see clothing, right? shoes, like makeup, accessories, like all of these things. And so it kind of freaks us out a little bit to be like, well, I've always had this stuff. I must need it. And I think it's a matter of like finding a balance of giving yourself a security of, yes, you can keep that. But also being like, if I get rid of this stuff, like what's the worst thing that's actually going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like a pretty like silly or benign example that I have is a lot of moms have like in the kitchen, in the suite of kitchen gadgets, they have things. (laughs) Yeah. So many things. They have like mm-hmm. something for everything. I feel, and that's kind of what I call like kitchen gadgets. Like it's the something for everything trap. Like uh-huh. you can have for moms, there's like, there's garlic presses, right? Which are amazing. But then there's also like banana slicers, hot dog slicers, grape slicers, all of these things where I'm like, you know, a knife can do that. You don't <laughs> have to have all of these things. Uh-huh. The quesadilla um, maker and the pizza maker and the sandwich maker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like, you can. 
you will be okay. But then people are like, well, what if I want to use it? Right. And then I get rid of it and then I don't have it. I'm like, well, what is actually going to happen for you? You probably won't even notice. You probably won't even care. And at the end of the day, if there's ever like, you know, you have to cut these grapes, you're, you're going to figure something out, right? You're going to use a knife. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, an example because a lot of times moms are like frustrated because like they open up their utensil drawer and they're like, I can't even open it. I can't find anything. And I'm like, just have less, right? Yeah, you don't, you're, you're have not to using have it already because you can't find it. So <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. so funny because then some, they somebody is always coming for like, you're not coming for my banana slicer. I'm keeping it. I'm like, that's okay. Like if, if it really is working for you, keep it, but then look at the other stuff mm-hmm. that isn't working for you and get rid mm-hmm. of that. Um, so yeah, I think the what if and the just in case like mentality is the biggest thing. And then probably next, they're probably tied is like finding the time and energy to actually do it because yeah. clutter exhausts you. It's the mm-hmm. never ending to do list. You are, you know, not only do you have to manage it, you've got to clean it up. You've got to try to, you might be somebody who is like me, who's like the solution to this is clearly just to organize it better. Oh, right? Yes. Just get more <laughs> bins and more grid yeah. things and more clear plastic things. <laughs> to put yes. things into. Yeah. Which there is a time and a place for those. Yeah. I always recommend decluttering first though, because you can probably find that you have adequate storage solutions already. Mm-hmm. You don't need all of those things. Save your time, save your money, save your energy because it's exhausting. It takes a lot of time and energy to organize stuff, mm-hmm. especially if it's like an excessive amount of stuff. Yeah. You waste your money and you get frustrated and then you get mean something about you. You're like, ah, I'm just I'm never going to be organized. I'm never going to be somebody who's like feeling like I'm on top of my life and then can take it even further. Like a lot of, I think women in general do, they just make it mean something about them. Like I'm too yes. lazy. I'm What's too wrong with me. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, stop blaming yourself. And like, yeah. I'm like, stop taking it out on yourself or your family. Yeah. <laughs> take it out on your stuff. Right. Yeah. Go take it out on the stuff. Like get rid of that stuff. And then the organization and the systematizing actually becomes very easy. But you know, when you are in that cycle, it's exhausting. You're like decluttering almost feels like just another thing on your to-do list that has to get done. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it is, it is a task that has to get done, but it is a task that gives you a return, like an immediate return. Yeah. When you organize stuff, you have to continue to organize it, right? You have to maintain the system. And when you declutter stuff, it's done once because you're getting rid of it for good. Mm-hmm. And then there's less to maintain with your organized system anyways, right? Right. Like the return on the amount of time and energy that you spend on decluttering is so worth it. Like I tell people all the time, I spent a month decluttering all of our stuff in Alaska and a decade later, I am still experiencing more time, more energy. Like my systems are simple. They are sustainable. Mm -hmm. Even with adding two more kids to the mix, like my systems and organization is sustainable. So yeah. Did that answer the question? I feel like I got off on a tangent. <laughs> no, you were, you got, so what, this is, this is what we talked about earlier. I was like, I love when people get passionate and they start, cause this is where <laughs> you can't help but talk about these things. Like this is how passionate you are. This is how much you've seen it impact your life and other people's lives that you really want to share this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're all good. It's interesting. The first roadblock that you identified, um, so that was the question is what are the roadblocks? Um, the first yeah. roadblock that you identified was kind of the what ifs, like the mental hoops and hurdles that people are going through. And I see that so often in my work around productivity in general is kind of all that what if stuff. And I don't know how, and where am I gonna, I'm like, try just let's try it. Let's try it in the smallest way possible. But you're not going to find out what if 
until you try something and just try it in a small way so that mm-hmm. if something is a mistake, that it's not going to be that hard to overcome. Right. Uh, one of the things I think we're dancing around in this, because you're talking about, you can like focus on organizing, sure, but if you have more than is possible to organize or you have more than is actually serving you, organizing is not going to save you. So is this what clutter shifting is about? Am I like, or maybe I'm not, not getting it right. So can you, I've never heard that phrase before. Can you tell me more about clutter shifting? Yes. I'm so glad you asked because that is something that I say all the time and I don't follow a lot of, other, I don't follow any other decluttering experts. So I'm like, I don't know if they say this or not, but yeah, clutter shifting is what most people who come to me first are doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they've got a pile of stuff in let's say a spare bedroom or office. So like boxes of stuff, maybe you didn't unpack it when you moved and you're like, I don't know what this stuff is. Yeah, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to go through it and I don't know where to put it. So I'm going to put it in a box. I'm going to put it in a different closet or I'm going to go put it down in the basement or I'm going to shift it from place to place. And so you can do it in that way. And then you can also do that with things like clothing or toys where essentially you are just trying to organize it or you're just trying to hide it. Um, (laughs) That's why I love, I love, we have a really engaged community and every now and then I'm like, Hey, like I saw you guys when you packed up that box of stuff and like hid it under the bed (laughs) instead of getting rid of it. I know what you're doing because I used to do it too. I saw you like configure that closet so you could fit more stuff into it (laughs) and like hide it away. Um, Yeah, that is clutter shifting. And that's why I think the definition of decluttering is like get rid of your excess completely. You can, if, if there's ever an emergency, which rarely ever happens, you can get the thing again. Mm-hmm. It like never happens though. Like it's so funny because everyone thinks it's going to happen. They're like, it's never happened to me. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Like distinguishing between like decluttering, getting rid of the excess in a final way out of your house, out of your possession. And then clutter shifting is like making it look nicer, maybe hiding it, tucking it away, but you still have it and you're still responsible for it. That's the key is when you clutter shift, you are still responsible for thinking about it, right? Like yes. like a running to-do list in the back mm-hmm. of your mind, responsible for storing it, which can, there's some like calculations out there. I'm not a big numbers person. There's like a calculation out there of like how much people spend by treating their house as a storage unit, uh-huh. <laughs> just shifting it around instead of getting rid of it is costly. It's costly for your time, your energy, your space, your finances, well, and it's, and it's like one of those things where it's like the drawer that has like the junk, like, I think there's a junk drawer in, in most houses, right? But it's, the, it's like that every drawer is stuffed with stuff. Every closet is stuffed with stuff under the bed is stuffed with stuff because you're just shifting the clutter to where you can't, like you said, you can't see it, but out of sight doesn't necessarily mean out of mind. Right. right. And and that's it's so funny because that's something that as a productivity expert, I work with people on getting things out of their head. And sometimes what we're getting out of their head is the thing that's under the bed, right? Is the thing that's yeah. in the closet. It's the thing that they're thinking about and they don't realize how much the physical stuff is weighing on their mind, even when they can't see it. I, cause I think it's, I think it can be a little bit intuitive for people like, oh yeah, I get it. If I have a nice clear space, I'm going to feel better. Like they get that maybe, but they might not realize that having a clear space doesn't mean you're decluttered. Because you right. could have all of that stuff hidden. And just because it's hidden, it doesn't mean, like you said, that you're not responsible for it somehow. Like that's something I've never really thought about so clearly until you said it, is that it is still going to be on your mind in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to find, not to mention like trying to find the stuff that you do want, right? 
because it's hidden in this other stuff. Like I can't, like you said, the the drawer in the kitchen, you know, that has all the one use utensils in it (laughs) where you can't find just the simple potato peeler because there's all these other things in there. Yeah. And that's, that's a really key point too, that I wanted or that I'm glad you brought up so we can talk about it is when we have these things like, you know, like a linen closet, for example, let's say you have a linen closet that's full of ideally, you know, towels, blankets, sheets, and whatever you pr- then you probably also have like cleaning supplies in there. Then you probably also have like random stuff that you didn't want to deal with and didn't want to go put away in there. So it's just crammed um, in there. Yeah. Yeah. All of this stuff crammed in there. You forget that you have it. And so like for cleaning supplies, for example, you're like at the grocery store, like, mm. oh, might as well pick some more of this up. We don't have any. And then not remembering or realizing that you have a bunch of it already under your sink. You just can't see it. It's in your closet. You just forgot it was there. And so you end up doing things or buying things and accumulating things that you didn't need, Mm -hmm. which is a drain again on your time, your energy, your money, like what it is that you're doing when you don't have to do it. Um, There was something else I wouldn't say kind of about the the mental weight that it carries Mm -hmm. because, you know, it might not be something that you're explicitly thinking about like throughout your days. But, you know, you walk past that closet and you're just kind of like, you kind of like tense up because yes, (laughs) yes. Yeah. It is the physical sensations sometimes that your brain isn't clearly thinking about it, but Mm -hmm. you are like, oh, there's just the dread of it or like that one closet or that one space that, yeah. Or a lot of people will shift it to a basement or to their garage or even to a storage unit. And it Mm -hmm. just kind of amplifies that because now you've got a bigger space full of stuff and you're just like going through your day. And then all of a sudden you're like, I literally have a garage full of stuff I have to go through or a storage unit of stuff that I don't know what I'm going to do with. And yeah, it's very, it's heavy. It is heavy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people always appreciate how heavy it is and how much it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you feel like there's other parts of your life, like seem to be working well, but yeah, for some reason you're still feeling this overwhelm, this dread, this like worry. It's like, look around your space and see if it's working for you. And Mm -hmm. if clutter might actually be the problem. Cause I think it can be, cause the way we talked about at the beginning is that it's kind of like, it can be the beginning of reducing overwhelm. And I think that's true for some people, like everything could feel overwhelming. And if you could get started here, it can make you way more aware of how much you have accumulated. I love that you were talking about accumulating thoughts, accumulating responsibilities, accumulating all these things besides stuff as well. So that when you tackle the stuff and figure out how to declutter that, that leads to decluttering elsewhere. And if you feel like you've decluttered elsewhere, right, you've got a really, you're really great at time management. You're feeling, you know, like you're doing all the things you want to be doing from a routine perspective and you're still not feeling great then it's like, maybe it's the other opposite direction is to then look around your living space and see how does it make you feel? Right. Mm -hmm. And you think about all these closets, or do you have a storage, unit, or do you have a full garage and how does it make you feel and how much relief could it immediately bring to actually tackle it? Yeah. It's so energizing. That's one thing that I like to share with moms is that, and, and women in general, right? Because we're Mm -hmm. tired. We're tired. (laughs) We have a lot to do. Um, If you can declutter your space, it is so energizing because you're like, that felt productive, right? I Mm -hmm. felt like I got a lot done. You're like motivated. And then it opens up this space to see opportunity for other things that you can do. For women, it's usually a combination of certain things. Like I, I know the most common ones, but when they declutter their homes, and like you said, it can go the opposite direction. I just happen to be decluttering Mm-hmm. The person who talks about it all of the time. So decluttering yeah. they do first, but then they're like, 
oh, I have time to work out. I have time to actually cook from home. I have time to get into therapy, right? Yeah. A big one. Or like even just energy it. for it, right? Like yeah. maybe they even, they already had time for it, but they didn't have the energy because of the weight of yeah. all the stuff around them. Yeah. It's physically, it's, it's so demanding that if you come home and you're like, oh, I need to, I need to work out. I need to cook. And then you're looking at everything you have to do. You're like, just immediately uninspired <laughs> to mm-hmm. do anything be like more. Mm-hmm. But if you can clear it, you're like, I've got, and that was what I experienced so profoundly when we left and got to Florida was like, oh my gosh, I can play with my kids and actually like play fully with my kids, right? Uh-huh. Like be with them. Or I can come home at the end of the day and like, I'm tired because I was a teacher at the time, but like cooking is easy mm-hmm. and then cleaning up after cooking so easy. And then I can be with my family or I can work out or I can, you know, dive into these creative things that I want to do, like figure out what kind of business I want to do and dream and plan and all of these things. Okay. So it is clear that I am a dork for this kind of stuff. I love talking with Krista about all of this. And if your physical space isn't the part where you're feeling overwhelmed and cluttery, and it's really more your mental space, your digital space, with all the demands on your time and energy, if that's where you're feeling like you have a lot coming at you and that it's hard to keep track of all of it, then you would be a great candidate for my GIST program. GIST stands for Get Your Shit Together. In this program, we do all of the things that you would do to clean up and organize a physical space to make yourself feel more clear and on top of things. But do we do that with your mental space, your workspaces, like your email inbox, your calendar, your project management tools, or your lack of project management tools. So if you are interested in getting your shit together and want to learn more about GIST, then head on over to eliseenriquez.com forward slash GIST. That's eliseenriquez.com forward slash G-Y-S-T to schedule an information call with me. And we'll figure out if now is the time for you to GIST. Okay, let's get back to chatting about the physical clutter with Krista. Well, speaking of which, I wanted to ask you about that. So You've created a simple and sustainable business with while raising five kids. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Five kids and two who were born while you were starting your business. Yeah. So what role <laughs> did decluttering play in all of that? Was, was it in creating that space for you to dream up something different for you? Yeah. So I've always wanted to like find a thing I can do. I've dabbled like in like different blogging and like tried to figure out podcasting and all of these things that I could just never like really find anything that stuck or that I was like, Oh, I really loved doing this. I can talk about this forever. Um, but then after those house tours and like, yeah. having so much fun with it and like experiencing a community of like, okay, like I love talking about this. I feel like I can deliver them results and support. I want to figure out how to do this. And so then I started just looking into different like online business models and everything recommends like starting with like high level one-to-one packages. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I have a baby. Cause at that time she right. was probably like six months old when I started. I was like, I have a baby. I don't have time to do this. Like I don't want to be going to people's houses. Right. Cause I've got a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> um, would be interesting. <laughs> right. And I did do it in person just for friends that I knew mm-hmm. to get some practice and experience, but they were like, yeah, just bring the baby. It's fine. <laughs> um, And so I was looking at different models and I was like, evergreen courses, you know, people sell courses online. Mm -hmm. That's probably what I should do because I can record videos. You know, Mm -hmm. I literally recorded like videos at like 4.30 in the morning and then videos while I'm like breastfeeding. And like, Uh I needed this. Like, let me find my way. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that it would be slower, but you know, I was excited about it. And I was like, I can do this. Like I have the creative space to do this. Like 
I'm at home with my babies. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not overwhelmed by being, that's the biggest thing is like, I don't feel overwhelmed in my home. Like mm-hmm. I used to be, if I felt overwhelmed in my home, like I used to, I don't think that I would have been able to do it as yeah. efficiently and with as much fun and like enthusiasm as I do now, because being at home felt like more work. Like yeah. that was, I used to joke, like I would go to work and then that was the easy part of my day. And then going right. home was the hard part, which sucks. Like, great. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. It was not fun, but so many moms and I think women, women sometimes can relate to that of like, it's hard to be here. Mm-hmm. I've got just so much more to do. And my whole goal is to help families and women and mothers like have their home be a place that is like deeply supportive of them, yeah. of like resting, of creativity, of connection, of just being <laughs> whatever you want to be. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think the decluttering aspect made it so that was possible. I think it, it worked out really well since I, I teach decluttering and I can I've been able to show that to my audience of like, you see me recording in my house. You see me doing these things with my kids around and mm-hmm. it's not perfect. It's not always glamorous. Like <laughs> actually it's not ever glamorous, Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have margin. I have enough margin in my life mm-hmm. to like fill my time with these things that I want to do that move me toward this goal of having a business that supports mothers and generates an income and feels good for me. That's awesome. I love it. So this this might be related or it might not be, but you know, this whole podcast is all about helping people move forward what matters most. And I'm curious, what matters most right now? Life or work, it doesn't matter, but where where is the area that you are putting a little extra energy and attention right now for you? Mm, that's a good question because I feel like I'm putting a lot of energy into two things and I know that's not... That's okay. Not you can, there can be more than one thing that matters, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. It's okay to have two. There's no rules yeah. here. Yeah. So I'm moving into like business stuff, like kind of, I've figured out that I've, I've got a good skill set in community building and mm-hmm. like going deep with like a micro community and making them feel like valued, understood, supported, like a part of some, like, it's not just me being like, this is how many people are following me. It's like, they right. all feel intimate, like within the community. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I've learned that I've been able to do online, mm-hmm. which I love doing. And so I'm like, how do I like, how do I do something with this? So I'm trying to figure out like, what do I want to do with it? I think you actually sent me an email and you're like, I don't really know what to do. Was I don't know if it was you, but yeah, you're like, I was like, what, what do you want to really focus on? Like, yeah. I wonder if we could talk about decluttering for my people, but yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So I've got like this is what happens in entrepreneurship sometimes, right? Is you're like, oh, my skill set can apply, or I've learned this new thing. Yeah, I didn't know I was a community builder. You know, you're you're realizing that now. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm playing with that. I'm kind of doing like I did with my original business, where I'm just like talking to people and and asking them like, what do you struggle with with when it comes to like building an online presence? So I'm enjoying that, and I'm putting a lot of like my time and energy into that because it's inspiring right now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also just trying to be more engaged with like my family in, we've got like big age ranges. We have like three all the way up to teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so just, yeah, just trying to figure out how I can continue to pursue the things that I want to pursue while balancing it with family life and marriage and all of that. I love it. I love it. That's so cool. So Krista, mm-hmm. if somebody was listening today, which I know there are a lot of people that are, that are going like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I need help with this. I like her vibe because you, you don't sound judgmental, right? You're not saying yeah. this is how much you should keep and shouldn't keep. You're just saying like, let me help you see for yourself 
mm-hmm. you know, what you want to be doing when it comes to decluttering, where is the best place to get more from you? Yeah. My website is motherhoodsimplified.com and it's got a free guide to get you started where we dive, I give you like a little questionnaire process for working through like, well, what if I want to keep it? What if I need it? (laughs) How to work through that. Yeah. As well as some other like resources within it, like a checklist and things like that. But, um, and we'll be sure to put a link to that in the notes, everybody. So don't worry. We'll get you there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the website, it's got the, the blog and the podcast and the courses and the community. If you want to go into the community, um, that would be the best place. I love it. This was so great. There's, and I'm excited for one, the fact that you're looking at how do I expand my thinking on this and think about families and what about partners and how do we bring them into this is one kind of area of expansion. But the other is just realizing kind of like where your strengths are in business in general and seeing how that's going to expand too. So I look forward to talking to you again and sharing more of what you're doing next as it all surfaces for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm just glad to get some time with your audience. I hope that it's helpful for them because I also, I don't take it lightly to be featured in somebody's space. I want to make sure that it's helpful. So I hope this is helpful for everybody. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure it was. Thank you so much, Krista. Oh my goodness, y'all. Could you imagine moving across the country with your family and only packing suitcases, just starting over? I love that what Krista said is that she spent a month decluttering all of their stuff in Alaska before moving to Florida. And a decade later, she's still experiencing more time and more energy because of it. Now, is that a testimonial for decluttering or what? So all of this got me wondering about something. That's right. It is time for the question of the week. Is your physical space supporting you or stressing you out? I will answer for myself and say that generally speaking, I feel pretty supported by my physical space, but there are pockets that definitely stress me out. One of them is the space under my kitchen sink. So the next action I'm going to take is to declutter that space first. Not, I'm not going to be doing any clutter shifting here. I'm going to declutter, get rid of things for good first, and then decide how to organize it. What about you? Tell me all about it over on Instagram at productivity breakthrough. And if you found this episode helpful, please share a link to your favorite social media channel. I would love your help spreading Chris's message far and wide. Okay. That is all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep moving forward. What matters most? Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.